Okay, you can probably hear it in the background. The boys, the boys, that's right, not the boys now. The boys are back in town. Yes, we are because yeah, yeah, yeah. naturally we got Chris and you got me, Alex Simmons here. But we have the triumphant, the triumvirate is back together again because we have the big, the big, the baddest, Tim Fielder. Yeah. Tim Fielder, what's up? How Hello. are you, Tim? How yep. you been? I have been really, really busy. Uh, uh, and like really, really busy, and now I find myself trapped in a house with nine other yeah, people. Quarantine, baby. Nine other people. How, how nine other people? How, how's everybody doing? Everybody's healthy and safe. Everybody is fine. Uh, uh, it's just I was in New York because you know I live yeah. in New York, yeah. and uh, the pandemic hit. And at that time, the you know I have a twin brother, Jim, mm-hmm. uh, and we have elderly parents who are both in their 80s, and they stay a little bit with us and stay a little bit with him, with him in Brooklyn. And then the pandemic hit, and it was like, uh, we got to get these people out of here. So we came to Georgia, and suddenly that became a pandemic. So yeah. Has- so you're down in Georgia right now. And you, you say with nine people in one house? Nine people in one house. My parents have this huge house. It's like, what? I think it's 3,000 feet, square feet. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. They've been here for almost 40 years, between 35 years. And it's me, it's my youngest son, who's 19, my twin brother, his wife, his two kids, both our parents. Uh, and my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, and then our niece, uh, our other, so it's nine, is that nine? Is that eight? Ten now, you didn't count yourself. I didn't count myself, okay, yeah, so there we go. Yeah, wow. So tell us, even with a big house, this is the, this might be a question that America needs answered more than anything right now. How do you keep your sanity when you're quarantined with nine or ten other people? Well, I liken it to the different stages of grief. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I've been here now for two months. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, half tomorrow will be eight weeks. Wow. So we literally left the day they closed the schools on Sunday. We were out of the city by Monday. Yeah. And my brother and my son drove the day after. They drove, we flew out. We had, you know, masks, the whole thing. Uh, so the first two weeks was, the first week was, okay, you know, it's going to turn into the road warrior. We have to get our leather chaps and guns and everything. <laughs> up here and everything in the flurry. We have security cameras all on the property. It's like six cameras. So you can, you know, like something moved and it's a cat over there across the side that side of there. And then the second week, you get a little depressed. You're like, oh, God, the world's ending. You know, and then the third week, you feel really depressed. And then, you you know, you stop shaving at that point. Your beard's, ooh. And by quarantine the... Quarantine beard. Yeah, quarantine beard. And then by the third week, I, yeah, stop feeling sorry for yourself. You brush yourself off. And and so it's, it's, it's ups and downs. I feel really positive because I have a lot of work going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, which we can talk about. And uh, right now, I'm just now I've gotten to the period where I can work. 
Uh, yep, I have a few questions about that. One, before we get into the process, okay. um, were you, when it was time to flee, right? The exodus was upon you. Yes. How did you, what were you able to take as far as your, um, your creative tools? You know, well, I, are you what, going through a, how did you need to bring brushes and paints? How did you get what you needed? Well, I don't work analog anymore. I'm completely digital. So uh, all digital. So we just grab the laptop and you're ready to go. No laptop. <laughs> I had the I uh, my Cintiq is 32 inches, so that goes with me in a big box. I had about a week's change of clothes, and that's it. No toilet paper, huh? Now, wow. did you did, oh, did you worry. put we, that we, big we, screen we, on the plane, or did you have it dro driven down? No, no, I had to check that in on a plane. Uh, wow. You know, my parents, who were both in wheelchairs, you know, because they don't let the elderly walk through. So right. that it was very, very quick, very fast. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it took a week to kind of like just calm down from it. Like, okay, we're still alive. Sure. Now, um, I, I'm just going to quickly mention, I don't know what you guys are hearing. There's a little bit of a hiss underneath. I just want to point that out. I think that's the, I think that's the fan out. So let me turn the fan off. Well, okay. See, okay. see if that changes it. Because the other thing is when you guys talk Listen. same time. No, it's still there. Oh no 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 no! That's from my iPad. My my Cintiq. It it, it this is a, it. My camera's hooked to. The iPad. Hold on. Let me see if I can change the audio. Maybe. Well, all I'm all I'm saying is also be aware that when. You overlap, you block each other out audio-wise. You, you know, so we lose bits and pieces of words. So just letting you know. That's all. Give me a second to turn this fan off. Okay. Okay. Because you know, I want them to have the full enjoyment of this experience. Okay. While while Tim is doing what he's doing. Right. Let's remind everybody who Tim is and what he has accomplished. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tim Fielder uh, is an amazing man. Um, He's a, uh, obviously he's an illustrator, you know, you heard him working with Cintiq and everything, but maybe you don't know that. He's an illustrator par excellence. He was in the comic book industry in the 80s, and he's going to correct me if I'm wrong, but he was a comic book illustrator in the 80s or so, working his way, trying to get into Marvel. He was in Marvel, he got to do some projects with him, and at a certain point, you know, it's, it, most, most illustrators and writers you know, trying to get into comics, you run into some challenges. And Tim, rather than going, okay, you know what, this is really hard, let me just flake and take off. Tim actually steered the car, the, the professional car, in another direction and wound up in animation and mm -hmm. with game development and all that. So Tim did 15 years outside of the comic book realm working in animation and game development, video game development for different companies or one company. I forget, Tim. Which was it? Uh, well, I worked for about a year and a half, two years for Ubisoft Entertainment. I hated it. Uh, it was like uh, 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 being in a pandemic. Uh, and uh, I did freelance on tons of teaching in the game industry uh, and uh, worked in animation pretty much on a freelance level and yep. raised children. Right. And he did and taught in his regular school, too. So he was doing all these things for about 15 years and then decided he wanted to, you know, give comics another chance. And so he had a couple of his own projects. But he also, thank goodness, thank goodness, uh, we we met up, and I actually don't remember how that happened, but we did. Maybe he'll tell us. But we met up, and uh, thankfully he was looking to take on a, a project, 
And the poor soul uh, actually agreed to take on a graphic novel project of Blackjack. And so that's one of the reasons that Blackjack actually wound up back in the visual medium, because we had taken a hiatus, or I had taken a hiatus too. And uh, Tim actually completed a graphic novel called Blackjack, uh, There Came a Dark Hunter. Uh, and as he says, that's one of his ways of getting back into comics. And since then, he's just done a ton of wonderful things, which we will talk about today. But Tim well, and, well, and I also created the original Tell the Damn Story. So that's another reason why I was saying the boys are back, because the three of us are here together again. What were you going to say, Chris? Well, I was just going to say that uh, uh, Tim's involvement there is uh, like an abject lesson in, you know, careful what you wish for. Because <laughs> not only did he get that blackjack story, but then he got other one. Now, can you do this one for you? Can you do this cover? And then this cover became like every cover we did in our uh, uh, Rapid Reads uh, uh, collection yeah. of blackjack stories. And, uh, and, one of which and, I'll hold up. and then I asked him to do, yeah, there's one of them. And then yeah. I asked him uh, to do one <laughs> where blackjack wound up on the set of The Wizard of Oz. I still don't know if Tim forgave me for that yet. <laughs> All those munchkins! My goodness! <laughs> you would never be forgiven. That, I, that, that cover was absolutely insane because the concept was crazy. It's like Aaron just bloodthirsty mercenary dueling with these munchkins. So, you, know, you know, like Willy Wonka. And I was like, what? <laughs> And you know me, you know, you can't put just one or two months because you have to put like 10 of them or 20 of them. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not much, right? <laughs> well, I tell you, at cons, I love when the uh, uh, potential customer is looking at the blackjack stuff and then that is that's drawn in because subliminally, you know, you know, they're drawn in and they pick it up and they're looking. And they look at the back cover and the front cover and the back. And then once they do that, then I know it can't leave their hands. And I don't have to do any selling. I just let Tim do all the work. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a front and back cover. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, a wrap around. Yeah, yeah. Really? I never knew that. That's that's good to know. Because, you know, I mean, I joke. Obviously, it, it's, it's you know, when I, I'm a digital painter, so all my work is, is fully rendered. Or at least, you know, in the the, the digital realm, but you want to try to embed some level of you want the audience to buy in, and yeah. with, with respect, with greatest respect, the premise of that story is absolutely freaking insane. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, with the greatest respect, you, did, you know, hey, 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 I'm not even one to judge, but I was like, good God, how do I sell this visually? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So you have to, you have to, you have to give it, you know, I'm like, okay, so I, I can't make a spoof. I have to sell it. So right. I'm literally fighting against these monsters on this, <laughs> not never, never land, but whatever, the land of Oz, but on right. a set, you know. And so. that, you know, and, and that one, that hooks them. And the other thing uh, about those covers, again, by way of complimenting you and thanking you again, is that you were doing a lot of experimentation with um, motion art, right? The, the, the feel of motion. And uh, there's such an, uh, an arresting visual uh, of those laid across the table that it, 
everyone has a different one that they fall in love with, whether it's uh, Blackjack on the train, on top yeah. of the train with you, or, you know, one of the others, or in the, um, uh, up at the top of the world, you know, in the snow and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's the covers, Driven. you know, covers sell. And uh, that's the that's the power of Tim Fielder, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I, I just uh, since you brought you brought that, up, I'll let you go in a second, Chris. One of those covers, and when you mentioned the train, the 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 thing that that got me, and then later I also am watching, you know, some of the customers deal with it. The thing that makes this cover look dangerous is usually when the hero or the villain, but in this case, you know, when the hero is on a train, it's a shot like that. They're stationary on the thing. They're standing on the thing. Yeah. It's moving, right? Blackjack has obviously leaped in the air. Maybe he's going to come down right. Maybe he's not. But the train ain't stopping. The train is in full motion. And it's just as easy for He's firing both guns. For those of you who can't see this, he's firing both guns. So both his hands are in the air, firing the pistols. He's suspended in the air, about to land on a speeding train. And the likelihood is he's going to be hit with a smokestack or... So, you know, he's in peril, even as he's dealing with whatever it is off screen that he's shooting at. And, you know, that added just that extra level to oh, yeah. the danger or the adventurous danger or action-packed aspect of the cover. So, you know, you don't Tim, I, think that's I, what you're saying here. I'll tell, I tell a quick story about that cover uh, from Pulp Fest in uh, uh, Pittsburgh. It was two years ago. And um, <laughs> a guy comes it? up and he's looking at that. Hang on, how, he, he huh? Say it again, Tim. That was at Folk Fest? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have no I, idea I, I, what happened. Well, you don't talk to us much, all right? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. So a guy comes up, you know, and, and, and the Folk Fest audience, there's two audiences. There's the 20-somethings that are kind of into the new pulp, and there's the 70-80-somethings, right? So oh. this is a this is a guy's... Uh, um, mature with a capital M, you know, he's, he's been up there for a while and he picks this up and he looks at the uh, blackjack leaping and the train moving so fast. And he just looks at me and says, man, there's way too many things that go wrong for this guy. I got to find out. <laughs> Perfect. Bought that Perfect. book, baby. Bought that book. Bought that. <coughs> you had some questions for Tim too. Well, I, if you don't mind, I want to go back to pandemic for a minute. Um, okay. You know, you're well respected in the industry, and so creatives are finding it uh, a challenge to get uh, the routine back and, and continue being productive. Um, I'm finding another anxiety that we'll talk about later. Uh, but how are you doing it? How are you getting? yourself to continue being creative and what advice can you give people? Uh, accept that despair is part of the process because we are living through a real life dystopian novel uh, uh, and within that see the silver lining that thank God there are not actual zombies. One. Uh, uh, <laughs> there is no uh, they have not yet sent out the well-dressed uh, dystopian uh, 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 fascist uh, 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 you know soldiers you know they're, they're not out and, and we are in this together and the average person 
despite their scenarios, just want to be able to take care of their families. Yeah. And, and within that, you can create, uh, uh, you can create, uh, and to stay strong, and yeah. to be grateful for what you have. You know, because not everybody has it. There are some people that are truly, truly struggling. But if you're an artist and you're used to working at a table or in front of a tablet or kind of going to keep or whatever, you can do this. That's the key, that you can do this. You can do this, yeah. Let me, let me flip it on the other side. Um, flip it good. Fine. <laughs> I find that I'm not alone in this, but uh, my experience is that I will do two or three things in a day. You know, during the week, I'm doing six to eight hours uh, uh, distance uh, teaching for my day job. But then I'll either blog or I'll write a chapter or I'll edit something or um, do a podcast. Um and yet I find six or seven o'clock at night yeah, doing anything. Say that again. You know, and, and it seems to be enough uh, to feel like, okay, I've, I've, I've literally had to count off on my fingers. You did this, this, this. You did enough for the day. You're up. And I'm, I find that there's a lot of people who have this you know, in this quarantine, not just creatives either, but in this quarantine that their, you know, that their their life is not there, you know, and they, they I don't know, I mean, I say what I say, what I can say to them, but I'm quietly suffering the same thing. Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you say to those kind of people? How, how do you give them some some hope. Oh, that's for both of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you. Okay. So first of all, is there Alex in there? Sitting yeah. There like, oh, I can take this time off. It's, it's okay. First of all, uh, what you doing? Because you're school teacher. Yes, sir. In the house I'm in, there are two retired school teachers and two active school teachers. The two active school teachers teach remotely every day. Right. Yep. So, As I do. Understand very clearly that only behind doctors, nurses, EMTs, cops, fire, then teachers. And I'm talking to two teachers now that are teaching remotely. Mm -hmm. So understand that, yeah, on an ordinary day, you just go to your job where going outside wouldn't necessarily result in death. You know, you would just go to your school and teach your class normally, do your day, come home, have my coffee, talk to the goddess, you know, have some dinner, <laughs> then put in hours of writing and then repeat. But now what you're doing, you're serving as an emergency function that is literally holding society together. So your circumstance is a little bit different, both of you, because you're not just serving an educational uh, uh, purpose. You guys are serving as an emotional lifeline for many students. Mm. Yeah, right. That's been it's, it's getting the cases are getting more drastic. Some of the students are really having a rough time. So yeah, yeah that's, I what, agree. I, that's that's what I'm saying. I did every day. I don't teach, 
I'm done with but they're two teachers, yeah. Uh, you know, aside from the fact that they're two young kids who are both in school. Well, excuse mm-hmm. me, two, uh, you know, they're not toddlers, uh, seven and ten that go to school five days a week remotely. Who does his work, he's in college. So life continued is just that it's kind of moved to this virtual environment. So that creates its own tension because, you know, we were not given any time to prep. We're just thrown into it. They literally told you guys, start teaching remotely. You have three days. Thank you. And that's Well, I I would also add to that something or, or actually springboard off of something that Tim said, which was my thought when you asked the question. Um, routines. People are used to certain routines. And part of the routine was the going, the traveling too. Right. So, right. So you get up, you get dressed, you do whatever else you do, and you go out the door. And there's that travel, that commute time. And then you get to the job, you do your job for the X number of hours. There's some socializing in, in, in that process during lunch or whatever. Then you travel back home. And for some people, that travel, that commute could be two hours. So either way, by the time you get home with the work you've done and the travel, you feel like, okay, that's my day. I have put in all that time, effort, and you might even feel physically tired. Okay, wow, what a day, blah, blah, blah. But we don't do that now. We roll out of bed, and maybe, depending on what the person is doing, you might shower, get dressed, eat something, and then sit down at your computer. You know, or you might roll out of bed and sit down at your computer. You know, my commute. You sit my down. Commute is now seven steps, Alex. My commute yeah, is seven right, steps. Exactly. Now. And so all of that travel time, all that prep, that accelerated prep time, that routine is gone. And so we, yeah, we feel like there's a huge hole. We haven't yeah. done a certain number of things. Plus, physically, we haven't put ourselves through ten hours of moving around. When I teach. I stand a lot of the time. I move around the class. I don't sit at the desk like this. And I can also, I'm scanning the group of kids, so I'm picking up on interactions, I'm picking up on reactions, I'm picking on the person who's not, you know, really paying full attention. I go, hey, I can can interact with them and, and it's all happening right there. On the screen, my God, it's like you've got 15 to 24 some odd faces here in squares. Some of them have their icons up so you're not really mm-hmm. sure how attentive yeah. are you. So you're hyper-focused here, but it feels so feel, different from your real life. I feel that's the biggest change. You know, the, the, uh, the energy I get from walking into a building full of young people is electric. It's electric. And now looking at a screen of black squares with their names on it is, it, you know, it, it yeah. eats at your soul. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. So we continue to move on and we do the work. I think I'm working three or three to five times harder than uh, I would in the classroom. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this too shall pass. We move forward with this well, um, and, and we try to be creative. And I want to bring this back to Tim. Well, and say, he wanted to say something, too. So here we oh, go. I'm sorry, Tim. It's, it's not going back. Up. Say it again, Tim. It's not going back. There Keep is going. no going back. There's no going back. It's like, yeah, there will be some aspect of in-person teaching. But 
before it could even get back to that? Because a classroom, the, the virus grows when it's in clusters. Right. Classroom is a cluster. Oh, I agree 100%. So inside of a building, my sibling teaches in a school with 4,000 kids. Mm-hmm. Each classroom. Me too. Right. That's a cluster. You can't, you can't put that genie back in the bottom. It's out. No, yeah, so no, yeah. all we're doing, and uh, I was, uh, I, I give a, um, you know, I'm, uh, in, I'm in another month and a half, I'm going to be giving a talk with uh, Primer 2020, which is a big speculative design uh, organization that works worldwide, and I've been accepted to give a, spe- a speech. Well, obviously, you can't do that. Uh, ironically, it was supposed to happen in Atlanta, which is the area I'm in, but now they can't do it. But we're just doing everything online. And we were talking about Zoom. We were just talking about how dominant that company is. They really have no solid competition right now at the moment. There some like Google Classroom, but it's almost like it's theirs to lose, is what was said back theirs to lose. So I'm just mentioning that and then I'll get back to answering fully your question. Yeah. Uh that's okay for virtual classrooms because I think the work is different, but it's also, uh, I have a friend, won't go into his name just to protect his identity, but he works for a very large company. Daily Planet? I, I'm sorry? <laughs> no, Daily no, Planet? No, yeah. no, 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 yeah, a very, very large company. Uh, and. Their division is the only division that makes a profit. And so he hasn't worked. This is, a, I would say it's in the entertainment industry. How about that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, that division of just a few handful of people is the only division that's making a profit. And so the question has to be, how do you go back to the old way? But because he's also, while working for this company, has his own company. He's able to do both. Mm-hmm. It's quite incredible to see because I think that is the way. That is where we're going. That is where we are. That is yeah. where we are. And I don't see how we can go back. Uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm devil's advocate only to say I think that's one path. And maybe that's the path we're on, but I wouldn't say that's the path. And I think there are variations, but we're, we, we can debate that at another time. Well, I'm saying that path is one of the paths. The, the idea that I, 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 you know, because I'm related to school teachers, I see the chat rooms with the school teachers. Oh, man, you can never, never eliminate the joy that comes from directly interfacing with students. That's nice. But then there are those people like, oh, man, I love it. I can teach from Tennessee. I can be around my family. I can be around my kids. Uh, you know, I go in, I do my few hours a day, and then I'm done. And I go in and have a cup of coffee in my living room, which is right next door. You know, you don't have to worry about office politics. You know, there is no water cooler talk other than in your chat. And I think that applies to everything and you know teaching is a little bit different than, than comics you know or, or 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 you know because 
Well, but I guess we'll have that conversation. What's happening with the comic book industry? But uh, yeah. I just think, as an artist, we kind of do this already. No, I we agree with you there. I think as an artist, we do. And again, I don't because there's so much I I, I want us to be able to, to cover. I don't want to wrestle this one with you. I'm just going to say that I can think of so many problems with online becoming the thing right now in this time period without all the prep that's necessary to make it more universal that I believe that first chance we get, a large part of the population is going to have to go back to the traditional unit. How well it'll work is a whole other thing, but they're going to have to because of all of the problems certain folks are going to have or are having with doing it this way. So again, we'll see where that goes, but I'm just saying it's, let me, it's, let me it's on, not- Let me throw no an idea at you. Let me throw Excuse an me? idea your way. Your way. Um, I was talking to that about that with you know what does next year look like, right? And a matter of fact, I assigned my journalism students to take some aspect of life, and you know what's next Thanksgiving look like, you know, or what is whatever, you know. And I was asking some of the the, the teachers, and next year, you know, there's a lot of questions because we don't have a vaccine or anything like that, mm-hmm. and uh. uh we we put forth that there's going to, we're going to have to have school in some kind of way if people start going back to work because where else are you going to put the teach the students right so um, one person pitched the idea that all right elementary school kids get spread out through elementary school middle school and high school right so there's less of a cluster right and middle school and high school kids stay home and continue to work for, uh, distance learning. Uh, that, that idea is still bouncing around my uh, brain. I'd love to hear what you think about that. I mean, is it going to get that different? I will keep it brief. I will keep it brief. Uh, because that is a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A rabbit hole. That's rabbit hole. But the reality is, is that uh, we look. I'll just say this. I love you guys. I want you both to be well. But I am 53 years old. So I fall in that bracket now. I'm no longer, hey, you know, Alex, hey, Alex, that's good. I'm the young, hot guy. I'm not getting hot no more. I'm in your age bracket a few years younger. I'm not worried so much about the kids, even though now it's revealed that the disease can affect kids. Yeah. I have to have teachers, and teachers get exposed, and all it takes is one person to catch yeah. them and get back home. In my opinion, Wrapping it up in a bowl, this part of it, you can't have in face school without people dying. Yeah, yeah. I to continue to remote, people who don't like it, suck it up and keep going. You're lucky you have a job to begin with. Yeah. yeah. I once told you put your pencils down, like they did at a lot of these comic book companies. No one said that. You're furloughed. No one's done that. You're a teacher, right? 
I think one thing that might do that I suggested to a city council um, uh, uh, person uh, recently, you might start paying the parents a stipend because all they're doing is effectively serving as a teacher's aide. You might want to try that. Yeah. And as with every other thing, the question of where the money's going to come from is is a horrifying uh, um, another rabbit hole. I don't know. That's another rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm, allow I'm, me to respond. I'll I'll leave it, and we'll talk about that another time. No, go ahead. Uh, allow me to leap into a uh, leap to another rabbit hole with you, Tim. Um, where where are we going with comics? How what what are we gonna do? How's that gonna work? Uh, uh, okay. That's a asteroid that boom hit. Yep, that was a long source. <laughs> Thank you. That's not a rabbit hole, uh, uh, Chris. Thank you. Anyway, uh, so I'll say this. Um, you know, things have changed, obviously. Uh, and to connecting back to Alex, what you were saying, I left the industry in the late 90s. Uh, 99 was my last job. Arthur Sudam and uh, Horatio Weisfeld. Uh, it was uh, okay. soft Chris, with... that noise is getting louder again. Uh, not Chris, I'm sorry. Uh, um, Tim, hold on a moment. Okay, it died down. Okay, I didn't want people to lose what you were saying. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, I did something with a soft porn kind of called Forbidden Down with Arthur Sudam. And and Horatio uh, Weisfeld was the editor, uh, I, and I did breakdowns for Richard Corbin. Oh. That was my last job, and the reason why I left comics at that time was because the industry collapsed; it imploded on itself, uh, and I had to make the decision: you're either going to move into live action film or animation. I chose animation mm-hmm. and game. Um, uh, and all of that to say is that that world is gone. And the world that we were in three months ago are gone. So I have no sentimental feeling about the comic book industry, local comic shops or anything like that, uh, because I grew up in an environment where you could get your comics from Junior Food or the pharmacy around the corner. You couldn't do that. All of a sudden, you had to travel a long way to get to a local comic shop or you just didn't read comics, which is what happened. Yeah, they lost a lot of money that way. Everybody moved to gaming. So I hate to see people lose work. I hate my my work is weird. You know, I just finished my graphic novel uh, a few months ago. Which is called? Infinitum for HarperCollins. Available for pre-sale on Amazon or go to HarperCollins website. 280-something page, fully painted, uh, Afrofuturist adventure. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to have have it done. I hurt myself doing it, but I got it done. <laughs> hurt myself? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. You, the human body is not meant to paint on a screen uh, for 18 hours a day for months and months and months on it. It is not designed to do that. Ladies not- and gentlemen, you're listening to the John Henry of, of digital illustrations, right? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yes. So don't do that. Field drive man, yeah, right, okay. Don't do that. that I, it is not recommended. So now I'm having to balance, you know, trying to start working out and doing that. Eric Battle told me, 
about that. And I didn't listen, Eric, but I'm listening now. So uh, all that to say is that the world in which you have one distributor that distributes all comics to a thousand local comic shops that not everyone has access to with an aging audience, generally male, 50 and older, is about to go away. I'll say it because they're not going to take my books anyway. So it's all good. Uh, but what's about to happen is digital comics will begin to get a more of a ground hold. Uh, Walmart apparently is now. Hey, what's up, Dougie? Uh, uh, Walmart is now taking books, comics. So I would imagine any publisher uh, or, or would suddenly say, you know what? That's maybe a market. Like it would be awesome if Blackjack, uh, you know, or, or you know, was in Walmart. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love that. Yeah, you know, and if if Blake Norcott can get her books in there, why can't Allison and Chris Ryan get their books in? You know, they're 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 you know the action adventure is no different than the Avengers Incorporated or Doc Savage books that used to be sold in those those stores. So that's going to happen. However, I make a distinction. Uh, I just finished my graphic novel, but I haven't really formally been. In the comic book industry, since I was doing mainstream comic book industry, was Blackjack, which I considered mainstream. You know, Maddie's Rocket was so independently done. And as a result of doing, you know, Maddie's Rocket, you know, I got Infinitum. And Infinitum, this is, you know, the last thing of Maddie I did, this graphic novel. Uh, the last, you know, the comic book industry as it existed was barely a $1 billion a year industry. Barely $1 billion. The book industry, which is what I am in, in ordinary times is 26 or $27 billion a year. Right? Mm-hmm. So, Per second, uh, 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 random house, you know, graphics, graphic, those are part of the book industry. Mm-hmm. And that's a completely separate ecosystem. And that ecosystem, which is suffering just like any other industry out there, still has enough of a foundation to survive because you have a system set up to distribute, promote, Sell the books, American Library Association, that's what the book industry. Book Expo, that's what the book industry. Brooklyn Book Festival, book industry. Many comic book artists are in a weird bind now because their books were only selling local comic shops. So those local comic shops were shut down, suddenly their books can't sell, right? So the comics medium is now going to more heavily transition to graphic novels. Because that's where the audience is, that's where people are. I think floppies, which may exist in some form, will begin to even more gradually reduce in importance and influence. And you are now about to see the more 
dominant mainstream ascension of the graphic novel form. I, I would like just like to mention for a second, and, and actually I just signed a contract with them to do a graphic novel. So That's you, why I mentioned it, Alex. Excuse me? That's why I mentioned it. I was oh. Just, <laughs> wait. Oh, step right into that one. Okay, but yeah, um, I, I think you're right there. I do think the other contributing factor to what you're talking about, which is the, you know, pretty much the the fade of what we know or knew as traditional comic book industry, is also because a lot of the 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 big comic book companies don't exist as their own independent company anymore. You know, you know, we we all know now that that. Time Warner owned Warner and Warner owned DC, but DC was allowed to sit here in New York and be its own thing until a couple of years ago when uh, suddenly it became an IP department and was sucked out to California. So now DC exists out in LA because, you know, movies are making the money. And I, you know, I, 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 I shudder at the thought of what will happen when that fades or, you know, reduces in, in, in popularity Will the IPs still exist that way? Marvel is Disney, which owns almost everything on the planet. So again, we don't we don't have Marvel, Stan Lee, and Johnny Ramita, and everybody that came after them, and we don't have uh, DC Comics with you know Dennis Cowan and 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 some of the, the uh, was it some of the uh, the writers that we knew from there, Gil Kane and blah blah blah. We don't have that anymore. We have these IP departments. And I think that that's also taken a big hit because now corporate is making a decision about what sells. I disagree. I know. I, disagree. You I love you. <laughs> I love you. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, so I have ordered more books off of Amazon over the last two months. Uh, some books were new, some books old. So I ordered this. This is Howard Chicken's The Swords of Heaven's Flowers of Hell. Uh, 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 this was Michael Moore Cox, and it's a fully painted graphic novel done back in like 1979 mm -hmm. about, about my hardback of Empire Samuel R. Delaney's Chicken. Mm -hmm. This is what I do, and I, I, I remember it coming out. I even got this book here, which is Stars My Destination, Alfred Bester's Chicken. Uh, fully painted work. Um, I have Chris Moeller, who does his Iron Empires, which is like gaming he went into gaming he, chris moeller's been around christopher moeller's been around for a while he does these fully painted books uh on a concept called iron empire which is kind okay. of a weird kind of psychedelic it's influenced by warhammer but he did his own thing with it and right. uh where do you so, disagree huh I, I was wondering where do you disagree i, I I'm, I'm anxiously that by continuing to talk about people who have their own IPs and mm -hmm. they're independent, right? So Chris Moeller, there's this thing called Iron Empire, RPGs, uh, 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 graphic novels. He's done three big, huge volume graphic novels over the decades. And the last one just came out a few years ago called Boy. Uh, there's this guy, Alex Simmons, who does this book, this series is called Blackjack, right? And he did his characters, and he's made multiple graphic novels and written books. So what I'm trying to point out is Disney and Warner exist 
as their own entities that hold and have their own farm yeah. of IP. Yep. But that's them. Yeah. Netflix doesn't care about that. Netflix wants content. Okay. Jump in when here. Keep, hey. go, keep going, and then when Netflix you're ready, I have a question. Content. Harper Collins. You know, all of the big five publishers need content. But we're existing in a world now where the idea of even going to a Barnes and Nobles is not even practical anymore. Mm -hmm. So I, if anyone is aggressive, they efficiently work with marketing. I mean, keep in mind, this, this very podcast started out as a crazy idea that you guys came up with. And I was like, yeah, that's great. And I did the image at that time, and it became the logo, right? But here you are approaching, what, 200 episodes? 138. This is 138 yeah. right now. Yeah, 138. So I'm saying you kept going. That in itself is a body of work that people, you got, how often are you guys putting out episodes? Now? Once a week. Once a week. That adds up. That's mm -hmm. value in that. You mm -hmm. understand? And for the first time since streaming has existed, people are forced to rip through their libraries of all their content. In six months, things are going to look very different on a Netflix. You're going to have to go through all the quality material and then about 30 of the bad material. And you're going to like, yo, what else is there? So that's cool. what's happening. I think there's a tremendous possibility for content creators, not just cartoonists or writers, content creators. See, I, don't, I don't think we disagree at all. I don't I don't hear any any distension in there at all. Saying Disney and Warner are no longer, in my opinion, you know it's about consolidation, right? So there are nine people in the house. I could have stayed in New York. My brother could have stayed in Brooklyn. Yeah. We could have ripped our old elderly folks down south, but we didn't do that. We figured, okay, let's bond together. That's all Disney did. Disney and you know what? I, I, I agree with you. And again, I, we're in another rabbit hole. I'm going to just emphatically state we do not disagree at all. I think maybe you okay. misunderstood part of what I was saying, but we don't disagree. And Chris I, has a question he wants to get in there, too. What I'm trying to say right. is, and, and I know you're going to speak, Chris, just let me get this out. <laughs> I think Disney and Warner no longer matter. They no longer matter. I, I mean, they're important, obviously. I love their movies, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying they're just trying to hang on like everybody else is what I'm saying. Okay, okay. All right. I'm saying. So I'm, I'm going to move into another area. Okay. And um, I need about a minute and a half to set this up. And if it, if it catches you off guard, Tim, I don't mean it, but you and I are about to find ourselves in a very same situation with one of the one of the companies we now have to rely on, and that is Amazon. Um, I went to check my titles the other day, and I found the problem. And I just went to order uh, pre-order Infinitum, and I I just typed in Tim Fielder, and I saw Infinitum, and right next to it. I saw Maddie's Rocket. I said, I'm going to order both of them. 
right? For the paperback of Maddie's Rocket, right now, today, on Amazon, they're asking $851.90. Yes, baby. What, what is that? That is me consolidating and preparing Maddie's Rocket to go into a different industry. Okay, I'm going to repeat very that price. I'm going to repeat that price. I'm not sure if you heard it. $851.90. You did sure. not set that price just like I didn't set the price of $1,095 for one of my city well, or one of my city books. Right. Somebody's changing prices. Yeah, that's okay. That's good. That's good. I'm going to explain right. to you why it's good. Alex, explain you to you why it's me on this. I'm going to explain to you why it's good. It's, it's, it's good. stopping you from getting a sale from me right now because I love you, Jim, but I'm not paying $851 for Maddie's uh -huh. Rocket, man. <laughs> don't, pay, don't pay $800 for that book. He won't. <laughs> but why, why does that price exist? You didn't set it. Why are my prices $800, $1,000? I didn't change that. Somebody changed it. Scarcity. Scarcity. There were only a few copies made. Listen. There are But these are, Amazon it. is print on demand. No. I, no. No. I for don't. For mine they are. For mine they are. I, I don't engage on print on demand anymore. I was fortunate <coughs> okay. you know i'm not uber uber uh, religious but i am spiritual i was fortunate enough to get a deal for copper college i'm a star which is that's significant mm -hmm. i reckon not everybody gets a book deal with a big five i understand that you know you know some of it had to do with luck some of it had to do with timing and some of it had to do with, I'm good at what I do. I, I think the word talent, there you go. Okay, fine. I, okay, fine. But Maddie's Rocket is now about to transition into the same space that the Benitim is part of. That the mainstream, because that's what I want. Uh, I want to, so part of the plan for being out here, because I find myself with time, but in and out of the depression of the fact and the awards me, Focus now is to this Maddie's Rocket book one is done. I'm adding an additional 30 or so pages to it. It will be reissued. And I'm simultaneously working on Maddie's Rocket books two and three, which I want to have done by the time Infidatable will come out. So, Tim, and that's why. Tim, did you set the price $851? No, no. I laugh at it. That's hilarious. If I go what? there and if I go there and ask for it digitally, what price are they going to give me? Go to Pete Game Comics. The Money Latifus uh, Latif site is up. You can buy it at a regular price for now. That's amazing. I so you can't get it digitally from Amazon. That's interesting. Yeah. You can't get it physically from Amazon. You cannot okay. get a physical. So, so I'm going to have to investigate who who. 
who offered me a contract at HarperCollins, because all my stuff is up four to eight hundred to a thousand dollars, and mine's right. print on demand. I didn't change any of that. Well, I, I, I look. I'm not here to 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 argue. Uh, I would okay. just say, I, I will say, cliche, but I think it's very appropriate. Uh, 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 don't hate the player, hate the game is the word. Uh, that's terrible, 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 but it's true. We exist in a world where value is determined by scarcity, right? And most people order those books from Amazon because that's the only place they know of where they can get them, right? Uh, it's like I just literally today, for the last week, uh, uh, Trevor, uh, uh, not Trevor, uh, uh, Christopher Molin, Moeller did his series, Iron Empires, which I told you guys about before. Right. And the first series was just so amazing. It had this character called Trevor Faith, right? Just brilliantly done, beautifully painted, great cinematics, just really amazing. And for the last week, I've been trying to find, get all the, the books, the three books he did, and, and I couldn't find them. I was looking on Amazon, and I'd go to Abe, well, I think it's called Abe Books or whatever it is, or, or findabook.com, uh, and I couldn't find anything. And I was looking on Amazon, and it would either be out of print, and I just was depressed, because they had hard copy versions of these books. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Literally this morning, I went and did a search and noticed that Chris Mola's site is called burningwheel.com. And I saw that all of his books were available for sale on his site. And I bought all three hardbacks just this morning. And I said, hey, man, because I contacted, hey, Chris, man, trying to find a book. Where can I find them? This was a few days ago. And I emailed him back or, or uh, uh, messaging and said, hey, ignore me. I just saw that on your main site, I could buy a book. So I just bought all three. So that's what's happening. Things are becoming right. more consolidated. That's what I mean. That's well, I, I, feel, right, so, I feel crushed right. here because my books are not in some bizarre high price scenario. So obviously there's something going on here that I don't know. Huh. <laughs> and I got I, the know, deals going <laughs> I, I did pull the city sto uh, the city books off because they're being rewritten. So that might be where the scarcity comes in, the Tim Fielder uh, theory. Uh, Tim, let's change, uh, let's change direction again. And let's talk about what you're working on. Uh, let's talk a little more about Infinitum. Um, what are people looking forward to with that? What do, what do we got here? Okay, well, Infinitum is um, a 280-page graphic novel uh, uh, done totally digital, uh, fully rendered in the spirit of uh, uh, the, you know, it is a, a, a spawn of heavy metal, Mobius, uh, 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 Howard Chicken, fully painted graphic novels, mm. Star Club, that type of stuff. Uh, it is a spiritual child of uh, uh, Mr. Tim Conrad, the, the fully painted Almerick. Remember Robert E. Howard? I don't know if you guys remember that stuff. Sure, stuff sure. Just, you know, Bilal, Inky Bilal, 
So I was one of those people who I grew up on that stuff, but it had such a tremendous effect on me, coupled with the concept design work of Ron Cobb, Ralph McQuarrie, Sidney from all the aliens and Star Wars movies. And that stuff had such an effect on me that that's how the work that I do. So when you look at a black cat cover, everything's painted. You know, mm-hmm. because I'm from the, you know, Stranko school. You know, yeah, it could be, you know, the the, 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 the anatomy could be wonky, but it's more stylized than anything else. Right. Like that's what dramatic. That's what I do. Dynamic and dramatic. Uh, yeah. Can you give us that's, a taste of the uh, story? Uh, no, because that would be a uh, time. We'll come back. But I will say, just give you a quick synopsis. It is about an African and an ancient African warlord who is cursed uh, by a uh, scorned lover with the gift of immortality. Okay, great. And uh, what can we expect it? I'm sorry, go ahead. Supposed to have been out uh, late summer, but the pandemic said, guess what? That's not going to happen. So now it is slated for release in January. I assume that means that it'll probably be offered for sale in December of this year. Okay. Right now, though. And it will not cost eight hundred dollars. That's no. right. It won't. We'll we'll, we'll get a discount. We'll have a nice tell the, we'll have a tell the damn story discount in seventy nine ninety five. It is in there for a pre order. I just checked Amazon. It's a pretty good price. Um, anything else you're working on? Yes, uh, I am working now presently on um, uh, uh, the books two and three of Maddie's Rocket simultaneously. Uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, it's amazing that you guys are that, that you're getting me. So this is Maddie's Rocket two, three, and four here, and these are all of the breakdowns that I've done over the totally years. So I know. Wait, folks. Yes. So you know. uh, well, well, well. One of the things I do is I I break the pages down into images, and uh, I scan them into the computer. I don't do that so much anymore, but I did it back when I was doing the breakdown. So right now I have content enough for the next three volumes. So book two, three, and four. Um, Maddie's Rocket is designed probably. I would say I can tell. The entire story I want to tell with her in between six to eight volumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, each book ranks 120 to 100 to 200 pages. It uh, fluctuates. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to finish volume book two and book three, God willing, by the end of the year. And, and what was it you said before about Amistad? Yeah, Amistad is the imprint of HarperCollins. And uh, I was blessed to get my deal with book deal with them, uh, with Tracy Sherrod, uh, my senior editor. And uh, it's been a, 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 a major push. It absolutely tested my ability for stamina mm-hmm. to be able to tell the damn story, but also to do something uh, you know, and it's mentioned in the book, and you'll see it when it comes out. But uh, I had a conversation with one of our mutual friends, Stacy Robinson, uh, who uh, came over to my studio and 
he saw these pages and this huge, dense, dense artwork. At least I, I think it is. He said, yo, man, you know, why are you doing it like that? It's, you know, it's, it seems like ego to me. And I went, you damn right. It is ego. Because, because I, I mean, can't. I, well, well I'll, I'll, I'll explain it more clearly. Uh, African-Americans, black people from the diaspora, Af Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Cuban, uh, 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 you know, the, the, the homeland, you know, Africa as a continent and all the different countries that exist within it. Um, uh, black people don't often, at least within the comics media, see themselves in fully rendered images. Mm. You know, uh, you know, and I wanted to do that. I wanted to do something that when you saw it, that you knew that the artist literally would, you know, when there was a battle of a thousand warriors, Benin warriors, or a thousand, you know, Egyptian warriors coming, that you literally feel like you're seeing a thousand Egyptian warriors coming over a land with, you know, with weapons, with, with flame, with thunder, with all of that. And I wanted you to feel like you were seeing it in every image. I didn't want you to see it in 20 images. I wanted you to see it in 200, 300. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to be something that as detailed as anything Michael Whalen, uh, the famous uh, book cover artist, or Jim Steranko would see. But I wanted it to be with both color. And cool. I want you to like you're seeing the entire spectrum of Afrofuturism. Uh, uh, you know, that's what I need to do. And I feel like I achieved that. I feel like I stand by the work. And of course, the audience is going to decide whether or not it always, you know, clicks with them. But I feel I feel like this is the best work I've done. Beautiful. Cool. And we, we I just four checked. Minutes, but go ahead, Chris. We I just checked uh, Infinitum on uh, Amazon, available for pre-sale uh, in two formats. Uh, Kindle it's fourteen ninety nine and hardcover twenty seven ninety nine. So again, Tim Fielder Infinitum, go and pre-order it now. You get a nice surprise January twenty, uh, January nineteenth of twenty twenty one. Beautiful stuff. But of course, Tim, we hope to talk to you uh, before then. So you know, this Several is just times, a please. this yes. is just a plug that particular project. Well, yeah. guess what? Right. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> None of us are. None of us are, Tim. None of us are all trapped. I'm here. Uh, by the way, I just want to say, you know, every, uh, for the audience, um, you know, please forgive any sound burps and things that you may hear. I think the conversation was absolutely worth having. Uh, you know, again, the Internet it has been broken, but a lot of people are on the Internet now. There's a big demand from the Internet to serve billions of people around the globe because we're all in this together. So, you know, forgive us whatever little eh, you may you may experience uh, and understand that we're doing our best to bring you our best. So, you know, thank you for hanging in there with us. Cool. I agree. Okay. And it's uh, always beautiful to talk to you, Tim. Yeah, it's, it's, the boys are back in town again, right? <laughs> again, again uh, I love what you guys do. You guys are stuck with it. Uh, it, it you know, I use it as inspiration in the sense of 
how you say, okay, we're going to do this, and you just keep doing it. And I'm sure there were days you guys who did it, you didn't want to do it. Or you got on each other's nerves, you know you could sometimes do it, right? But you kept doing it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're both guilty. Anyway, yeah, so there I, was one yeah, Tim, uh, Tim, Tim, I've known you for a few years. Chris, I've known for 30 plus years. And, and you since know, you were like 60. Thank you. I love you too. <laughs> and, and the, the thing of it is, you know, there, you're right. There are ups and downs in any relationship or any business uh, co collaboration. But, you know, if you're fortunate, you meet some good people and you figure whatever hell we got to go through, it's worth it to hang in there together and to create whatever it is we're, we're doing. And, and I feel that well, that way about both of you. Uh, well, thank you, and actually, actually, to say this, you know, uh, Chris was there for me during um, a life-changing uh, period, and and he hung in there and he helped me get through that. And Tim is one of the reasons that I've had one of the most wonderful teaching experiences of my life, which is he introduced me to the New York Film Academy, uh, which I'm I'm there, you know, I I do um, some freelance teaching for them and. I've met some wonderful, not only wonderful professionals, but some wonderful students from all over the world. And if someone says to me, well, okay, that's cool, but, no, there's no but, because A, the fact that they're from all over the world, and B, of different ages and gender and life choices, it has kept me fresh. It has kept my mind wide open to what I see or how I see the world. And it's reinforced that we are human beings, good, bad, or whatever. And there's no logical reason in the world to group people into generalities and stereotypes. It, it, you know, as a, as a black person, you, you feel that all your life. This, you know, doing that, that stuff is, is off. But then when you can really take a look at the world on a larger spectrum, then it really makes no sense. And so, you know, Tim, you brought that into my life as well as helping me get Blackjack back out there. So I thank you for that. You're welcome, man. It was, it was my pleasure. Uh, as I said to you years ago, uh, when we had reached a point where it was like, you know, we were struggling, you know, I was like, oh, I got to finish the, the book, but oh, God, I got to pay rent, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. And you asked kind of why I was doing it. And it had been decades, well over a decade, since you had put out another Blackjack book. And I said to myself, and I, I think I remember voicing this to you, is there some written rule that says you can't be people down? Is there some book? Is there some clause that says that you don't deserve to get Blackjack out? And that didn't make sense to me. Why Why these people can get it out, but you can't be people down? And I said, no, no, you know, I, I, I probably won't be able to do anything else because I'll be half dead. But no, you're going to get this one. You're going to get this one out. And I'll go on with my life, but you're going to get this one out. And hopefully you will be able to part to something else without going to you know, because I don't know how much you talk about. It seems like that's happening. I'm very, very happy. I would say it's, it's happening. We'll talk about that more, you know, when, 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 when it's appropriate. We'll definitely talk about that more. And I will make sure that you're on the show to also be there when we talk about that morning. Well, we did the same thing, you know, when we couldn't, I mean, comic books are expensive to produce, you know? Yeah. And we said to each other, well, you know, we can both write, 
you know, and with the blessing of Tim doing the covers, we were able to put out a bunch more mm-hmm. uh, Blackjack stuff because there's a character uh, that deserves his tales to be told. And he deserves to be enjoyed by as wide an audience as we can get to him. And that's one of the reasons we tell the damn story. We'll continue to do that. And on that note, <laughs> on that that very subtle slide <laughs> transition, um, Tim, always good to have you, you know, here with us in whatever form possible. Thank you for for dropping by, uh, Chris. Hey, you know, we're married, so what the hell? You know, we're married. Right. You know, we're stuck You're with my podcast next week. Yeah, tell the goddess <laughs> I love her too. You know. I will. Uh, you know, so I'll see you next week. But Tim, you know, just let's just keep in touch as we have been, maybe more so. Uh, but I wish you well with everything that you're doing because you sure, yeah. sure as well, damn well earned it. And be be safe down in that big house in Georgia. And hopefully, everyone has a great time and keep bringing out that story. I can't wait to uh, read infinitum. And uh, once uh, I'm going to wait for Maddie's rocket until it's more in my budget. But uh, I want to get that whole big. Treasury, that's what I want. Yep, yeah, yep. bro. Go on the shelves with the oh. other wonderful things you see behind him. Yeah. Okay. That's what's going to be tough. You got it. All right, everybody. Pleasure. Take peace, care. Everybody. everybody, love you. Be well. Well, peace.